Welcome to Mitts Off, episode 13. Today we are joined by Florida Panthers forward Sam Reinhart, former second overall draft pick of the Buffalo Sabres and a guy that has worked his way into becoming one of the elite two-way players in the National Hockey League. Mitts Off is powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook and our exclusive betting partner. Get in the action, download the app to get started, 19 plus, please play responsibly. Here he is, Florida Panthers forward Sam Reinhardt, off to a great start down in Florida. Thanks for joining us, man. Doing great. Waking <laughs> up in California, can't complain. Talk about the playoff run, man. That was so much fun to watch last year. You guys going from maybe a team, you know, no one really expected to having the run you did. Like, you guys went down to basically like the final minute versus Boston, right? And I know you had a big series too, yeah. but can you talk about the mindset, A, kind of going into game seven and even like in that third period, like were you thinking that this might be it or was it was it like never, that was never an option where you just kind of just right to the last <laughs> second? Well, well that's, that's the beauty of being the underdog, right? I, I mean, you, you talk about game seven, a minute, minute, whatever it was left being down. Game five, probably being down in a, a, at some point of the game. Um, it was just such a contrast from the year before when when the season was so easy for us. And then, you know, we had Washington the first round. Expectations were so high. And, and you know, Washington comes on, comes in and, and, you know, they can really do no wrong. You know, they're not expected to win. But we got relatively lucky in that series. Um, you know, there's there so many turning points that could have gone the other way. Um, and you know, it was, it was a lot of our first, uh, series wins in our career. Um, you know, and then we got beat up pretty good against Tampa, um, you know, the, the, the next series. So we went in kind of with a different mindset. Um, you know, we had been playing playoff hockey since, since early January. Um, so we were so comfortable and, and, you know, we we're all kind of enjoying, you know, how, how kind of, you know, em, em, embracing the underdog role and, and it kind of took the pressure off of us. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing we take was, was, was we kind of made it, you know, almost all the way, but, you know, I think you look at a lot of these teams that, that, you know, are winning, they've, they've been there before they've, they've, they've gone through stuff like this. Um, you know, so I think the biggest thing, you know, we've all taken the confidence and, and, and that we can get back there, that we, that we can win it. Um, so you, you learn a lot against, uh, a, a loss against a team like Vegas that, you know, was ultimately the better team and, and the healthier team. And, um, you know, their depth really showed. We're in Toronto here, obviously. And I grew up still closet Leafs fan. I like to come, come in and out of it to say that depending on how well they're doing it. But I want to know what was the feeling going into the Leafs series for you guys? Like they're obviously, I, I mean, they probably were the favorites, they got a dynamic offense. Like, what was the mindset for you guys going into that series? Well, how were you feeling going into it? Uh, it was it was so quick. Um, you know, you're on such a high against Boston. Um, you know, like like you said, you're you're a minute away from going home. Um, you know, for about four days, we were a minute away from 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 going home. So, um, you're on such a high. You 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 probably feel this too. I I've always said when you're when you're kind of going through a schedule and you're playing every other day um you you feel good you're in that routine as soon as you get that extra day off and you have two days in between game 
I feel like every team comes out flat. Um, so Toronto had that extra day off. We kind of, we just kept our routine. We went, flew, stayed over in Boston, celebrated the win a little bit. Um, you know, got a rest, flew to Toronto and it was boom, another game the next day. So we were just kind of in that routine. Um, we had kind of thought that first game was going to be our easiest game just because we were kind of in it still. And then it was going to get harder from there. And, and, you know, obviously you get two on the road. Um, you know, that's, 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 that's a heck of a start and, yeah. and puts on a prep, puts pressure on a team like that and, and the media and, you know, they, they just beat Tampa for the first time and in, in, in ever. So, um, you know, to, to, to start that way, just, just shifted all the pressure to that. Yeah. And then you take care of them, right. And then you take care of Carolina, you make it out of the East and, uh, end up playing Vegas. I think the biggest storyline for me, uh, is you get to play Jack again, right? Jack Eichel comes mm. back into the fold, who's a big part of Vegas's success. I guess my first part to that question is like, you spent all your six, all his six years in Buffalo, you, you were with him and now you're playing him in the Stanley Cup finals. Was that special to you? Was that weird? Uh, you know, how was it being out on the ice against him and battling for the cup? It, it, was, it was special. I, I mean, we had, we had gone through so much together, um, you know, just to know in, in, in that time that, that someone was going to reach their ultimate goal was, was, was pretty special for, for, you know, all that we had put in, you know, together to, to, to have success together. Um, you know, it didn't really go our way. It, it was, it was, it was a cool experience for us to go through, um, you know, obviously happy, ha happy for him and, um, you know, all the success that's, that, uh, that he's had. Man, a heck of a player too. Wow, he's made some strides just like you have. But even, uh, you know, I want to go back to Buffalo. And I mean, you have your first couple years and then, you know, the stuff starts happening with Jack, right? He gets hurt and, and you know, your name's kind of on the block. Like, I just feel like things started going kind of south for, for I don't know, not, not the team, but... Can you bring me back into that year and that time in Buffalo where everything was just kind of up in the air, like wasn't sure what was happening with Jack. Your name was getting tossed around. Like, can you bring me back into that time in Buffalo for you? It, it was, it, you know, it was, was not very easy. Yeah. That's for sure. There was, there was, uh, um, you know, there's, there's so many guys kind of on, on, on short-term deals. Um, and, and then you, I think it's the COVID year you're referring to, right? Yeah, when, yeah. when we're all in our, all in our divisions. Um, you know, we had some expectations. Um, you know, you brought in Halsey, who's, who's a heck of a player. Uh, did you play with him in Edmonton at all? Oh yeah, buddy. Edmonton Andrews. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Perfect. Um, so, so we have some expectations. We, we, we get put in a division and, you know, we laugh about it now, but you know, in the time you're you're going into Washington, you're going into Boston, you're going into the Islanders, you're going into the Rangers, and, and there's no room out here. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, it, it seemed like there was four different leagues, and 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 you know, the league, the division we were in that year was was not easy. Um, you know, so we obviously got off to a rocky start. Ice gets hurt. Um, he kind of wants out. His future's up in the air. I mean, I, I had been on short-term deals my whole my whole career there. I'd, I'd never had anything long, never really had anything offered long. So I was just kind of 
waiting it out and, and, and keep my options open. And um, so it was just, it was just a tough year from, from that standpoint, just some guys on all short-term deals, not knowing what's going on. Um, not too sure about the future in Buffalo, their future in Buffalo. So it's just a recipe to, to not really go well. Uh, you got traded in the summer, right? In July? Yeah, it was, uh, it was draft day during the end of the first round. Uh, did you know, like, A, I'm pretty sure you figured that you were getting traded, but do you have any sense where you were going if you were staying in the Eastern Conference? Did you know much about it, or how did that all work out for you? I, I knew there was a good possibility. Um, it was, it was that time when I was an RFA, so, um, I could kind of control it speaking now with, 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 you know, my agent tells me there was obviously a lot of teams that he was kind of trying to, trying to kind of work his way around and, and, and say no to a couple and, and, and kind of push a couple forward to try and come out. So kind of have some control in that situation. Cause a lot of teams aren't going to trade you without a deal in place. Yeah. Knowing you're an RFA and, 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 and can ultimately walk in a year or two. Um, so Florida was one of the very few teams that I was that I was willing to uh, to, to to get a deal on done and 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 Billy trusted it. It wasn't a sign on the on on the spot like some of the guys do. It was it was just that we were going to be able to work something out, and it was it was something we were both excited about. Were you fired up about it? Like, were you were you hurt at all? I know there's like an emotional attachment when you were in Buffalo for so long. Like, what was your initial, I guess, reaction and like feeling to it? Uh, I mean, I was I was excited. Um, you know, to to see the success that Florida had the year before. Um, I mean, they 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 played Tampa pretty well. They Tampa ultimately got them and, and ended up winning. Um, so I knew they, they were close. Um, so, so I was, I was pretty excited. I wanted to play playoff hockey. That's, that's what you want as a player. And, and I'd gone many years without tasting it. So, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough and, and, and it's gone pretty well. And, um, you know, I think it's only getting better for us. Uh, you scored a huge goal in that Toronto series going back to it. And Paul Maurice had a great quote after the game. He said that you do so many good things in small areas of the game that you almost have to watch them on video. And I find that too, man. Like I'm working as, a, as an analyst now. And when I watch your games, I watch you play. And like you have this innate ability like to use your time and space to your advantage. I would call you like a very efficient player, right? Like I know you're probably not going to take offense to this, but you're you're not going to beat, you know, Connor McDavid in a one-on-one -on -one, like skating battle, right? But you're able to use your puck protection, your edges, and your awareness, time, space to like make really good plays on the ice. Like my question is like how? Like what is what is your, you know, mindset at knowing that and knowing your skill set? Like can you give me some insight on how you kind of think the game and how you want to approach it? Uh well well first I I think that's why um you know, I, I feel in my mind, that's why I'm having a little bit more success. Um, you know, speed wise, um, you know, I did get quite a bit faster this summer. Um, you know, for me, I'm still not beating a Connor McDavid one-on-one, -on -one, um, in, in open ice, you know, with, with, with speed, I don't think many guys are, um, but just a little bit quicker for me is, 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 is gonna give me that much more time and space to, to, to make some plays. So um you know i'm happy with 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 how the summer went kind of pushing forward and, and and getting a little bit quicker um in terms of what i'm thinking um 
you know, I watch way less video now than I did my first couple of years. Um, you, you know, I've, I've found when I'm playing my best, I'm not really watching. I'm, I'm thinking less. It, it helps having the stability of a coach. Um, you know, I've had so many in my career and, and, and now, you know, not just me, our team is so, uh, is, is so comfortable and, and, and so familiar with our systems that allows guys not to really think out there, just kind of play. Um, so I think that's benefited me, you know, a lot as well. And so, so to be honest, I'm not really thinking much. Um, you know, obviously learned a lot from my dad. I, you know, I think he, he thought the game the same way growing up, learning from him, just, you know, kind of chatting after games, getting coached by him. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of play a similar game to him and, and, and he wasn't the fastest by any means, you know, as well when he played, but, um, you know, he, he was, he was still a skating defenseman in, in his own right. So, um, you know, learned a lot from him. Yeah. Big Paul Reinhardt. I didn't know he was from Kitchener. That's a fun fact. Uh, nice, good old Ontario boy. I love to hear that. Um, I want to ask him about, uh, his influence on you. I want to go back to that thought you had on video, but I'd love to talk about your dad and the influence he had on you. Obviously NHL all-star Calgary flames, Vancouver Canucks. Can you talk about your old man, Paul, a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, two older brothers, one who, who you played with a couple times. Um, you know, he coached us all growing up. Um, you know, he was on the ice, even if he wasn't a coach, he was on the ice running practices. So, um, you know, we learned so much from him. Um, you know, he, he was retired before, before we were, before we were born, he had a little back injury and, and, uh, so, so he hung him up pretty early, but you know, he still loves the game. He, he would love to be a coach if it wasn't for the travel <laughs> and, and the schedule. But, um, you know, I owe a lot to, to, to my passion and the way I think about the game to him. Um, you, uh, you mentioned video. I thought that was so interesting because, listen, I'm going to equate this to me fighting, but <laughs> I used to watch so much tape of guys scrap. When I first entered pro, my first couple of years, even when I got into the NHL a little bit with Edmonton, I was watching every fight from the night before, like every guy. And I was getting so cluttered mm -hmm. with film and getting so nervous that I just dialed it way back down. And like, I trusted myself and my instincts enough that I'd watch a couple pre-scouts, but like, I didn't have to watch too much. So what do you mean by less video? Like, do you, did you before watch a lot of defensemen and goalies and like pre-scout them in that way? Or are you watching less uh, video or tape of yourself? Yeah. Less, less of myself. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching hockey every night, you know, regardless, just, you know, as a fan of the game. Um, but it, it's, it, it's less, it's less for myself. Um, you know, I, I understand family kill. I understand power play. You can always watch. You can always learn. It's 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 almost like football in, in in that sense. It's more structured. There's a pause button that that, that can help in in those situations, and especially in game. If, if you're watching a, another team's penalty kill, you you could see kind of make adjustments on the fly. I understand that for sure. But but seeing these iPads on the bench in a, in a five on five game, thinking the exact same play is going to happen two shifts later, is is, is a little crazy to me. Um, but I you know. Years ago, five, six years ago, probably I started working with Otsi, Adam Oates. Um, worked with him for a couple of years. Did a lot of did a lot of video, um, but it was almost too it was almost too much video. So it's it's more of the skills that I took from him, um, and then just kind of realized that the video wasn't really doing as much for me. So kind of stepped away and just kind of started playing again. 
Man, you are the, I think, third in a row and like sixth guy we've talked to that's an Oats guy. This guy truly is like the hockey whisperer, right? He, he is. I, I, I stopped I, I stopped a couple of years ago. I, I did it for two, three years. The, the skills I learned was was unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of figured out how to use them in my game. Um, and then there came a point it was a little too much for me. Um, watching the video, I was thinking about it a little too much, so um you know i you know i was able to kind of kind of step away but but still kind of keep those skills so um i i wouldn't recommend it to everybody but i've recommended to a lot of to a lot of guys man you dropped the ipad line too i went nuts on tv the other day because <laughs> i don't know stutzley or something had it out you see it every game man like at least it's, once it's a crazy. game it's wild dude like i could never even fathom i had a hard time going back in between periods and going on the computers that we had and mm -hmm. watching it without fear of like a veteran guy being like hey like get back in here let's just talk it out is that kind of how you think more especially with younger players that they're you know thinking about that too much rather than just kind of reacting to situations i i think so because it, it's it's all they're all going back to to one play to look at. There, there's something that happened on their their, their shift, and it's, it's it's one play. That realistically is that that play is going to happen five times all year, and probably not in that game again. I I don't know what they're trying to learn, what they're trying to you know in game on the bench. I, I mean, I also wouldn't want to be staring at a screen and then going back on and you know getting called for a shift two seconds later. I. I I don't know, but it's, it's, it's every shift. It's, it's, you know, a lot of the same guys, but it's, it's, it, it seems crazy to me. I know some teams, some coaches have put, put guys on timeouts and, and take them off the bench every now and then. But, um, you know, some guys are relentless with it. I got uh, like pick on this video thing one more time. I, <laughs> I felt like for me watching video, I was too hard on myself. So I had a vet tell me one time when, like, when you make a play, it's never as good as you think. And it's never as bad as you think. And like, I would just think that every turnover or mistake I made was like all 18,000 people were looking down at me and being like, Oh my God, get that 20. He's the worst. What a mistake. But like, did, were you similar in the fact that like, did you hold yourself in too high a regard? Were you too high in yourself? No, it's too hard on yourself. Sorry. Watching video and stuff like that. Not, not too hard. Um, you know, I can re relate to that. Um, you know, I go back to playoffs. My, you know, when, when my first year in playoffs, so two years ago, um, you know, I, I think a lot of us were too hard on ourselves making mistakes. Um, and then you kind of took that pressure off the, the next go around, you know, you're, you're Stanley Cup finals, you're still making mistakes and you know what, it's, it's still okay. Like, um, so, so I, I don't think I was ever too hard on myself on the video, but that's something I can relate in, in kind of going through it in the playoffs and, and kind of learned to not be as hard on myself and, and, and just kind of play. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's tough at times not to get hard on yourself when, like you said, you're, it, it, it seems like everyone's staring directly at you. Um, you said pressure, man. I, uh, that got me thinking a little bit of something I wanted to ask you. You're obviously a high pick. We've had a couple first rounders in this chair. And I like seeing the development of guys, especially on their hockey DBs. And you were one of those guys, high pick, got the nine-game tryout, went back to junior, finished in, what, you went to Rochester, played those three games, and that was your last American League 
you know, stint, but everyone's different. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of guys, top picks, like call it like Slavkovsky this year in Montreal, Kent Johnson in Columbus. Like, I feel like there's a ton of pressure on really high picks to play early. And if they don't make it right away, it's kind of seen as like a failure or a bust. And I know that like you benefited from going back to junior. I feel like you've had a heck of a career. Um, I don't know. What's your take on that in terms of the development of like really high players and prospects? I know it's obviously situational, but there's, there's certain paths for everybody. Right. And I just well, know from well, your experience, you, yeah. talk about it. You, 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 you see the guys, making this decisions themselves now you know a lot of these college guys and, and you see the success that 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 those guys have had with the extra year the extra um you know whatever it is you know going back the the, the extra development for for that year so so it's, it's it's obviously something that works um in, in my situation um looking back it, it it did benefit um for a couple of reasons one probably wasn't um quite ready to be the player that I, you know, should have been coming in, um, that the team wasn't in a great spot. Um, so when I got sent back, it was, there was two things on mine. One world juniors go win that, be ready for that. Um, two was my, my season on the ice. I wasn't in, in junior. I wasn't too concerned about, um, it was all training. It was all off ice. Um, uh, you know, I could be playing a back-to-back and working out in between and, and knowing I could be a little tired the next day, but this workout's going to enhance my chances next year and, and, and make me more ready. So I definitely took a little bit, um, you know, away from my on-ice performance, um, you know, my junior season to get myself ready. So it was definitely a conscious effort to, uh, to take advantage of that extra year. And, um, you know, that's where these college kids now are, are benefiting so much, you know, they're, there's two sides of it. You can go back to junior. You can play 72 games. That's one way to, to, to kind of prepare for the NHL. Or there's there's another side you can play. I don't know how, how many games do they play. 40 games. And you know, you're in the gym twice as much. So you kind of see see different different routes guys are taking and, and some benefit different. But, you know, it's, it's, it's probably a factor why these college kids, you know, are coming out and, and, and having so much success early on. Uh, I've, I played over 300 something games in the American League. I have a big, obviously a big proponent of guys spending at least some time in the AHL. Would you agree? With, I know you only played three games. You're there for a week. You probably said, I never want to come back to Rochester again, but like, are you, a, do, do you kind of agree in the sense? Should everybody spend a little time in the AHL and see what it's like? You know what? Just, just to quickly add. To what I was saying before, I'm I'm convinced. Even the, the next year I came back to Buffalo, I'm convinced I was it was seven eight games in, and, and I was a, a period away from getting sent down. In in my mind, um, I was kind of bouncing around. I had, you know, I was kind of snake bitten early. I had one game in, in that in the island. I had uh, I think it was seven eight minutes, and just got a two on one lucky kind of goal. Um, you know, in the third period, and that kind of bumped me up, and I and I kind of ran from there. But so it was such a fine line of staying in and having a good rookie season and or getting sent down and who knows what can happen <laughs> down there or, or, you know, just to someone's confidence or, or whatever. And like you said, especially as a high pick, it, it only, um, you know, makes you feel worse. Like you said, like it's, you know, a million people staring down at you 
thinking you got sent down and wondering why. Uh, but I don't, I don't know enough about it. I, I think it, it all depends the player. Um, you know, I think there's some very good players in the NHL that if they get sent down, they're probably going to look exactly the same. In, in my mind, I don't, I don't know enough about yeah. it, but that, that probably wouldn't blow it out of the water like you think they would or, or you know, the average fan would think they would. I think it's just some some people's styles, some people's games. Um, you know, they're not going to have 120 points no matter no matter what league they're in. That's just not their game. Um, you know, they might be honest players. They're not cheating the game. They're, they're, they're playing the right way, and that's just that's just not in them. So um, I, I think it would benefit a lot of guys, but probably not everybody. Barkov is a guy that I think is finally starting to get his recognition after all these years, and especially after the run last year, just how special he is, what he's able to do on the ice with you guys. Can you tell me just a bit about Barks and what makes him so special as a player? God, the, the shit he does on the ice. If he played in Toronto, he would be on. He would be on Twitter. He would be on Instagram oh, yeah. every day. <laughs> like you, you could put the puck. He could be skating full stride to the neutral zone. You could put the puck on his offside, four feet behind him. He would roll a stick back, put it between it. Like it's like the shit he does is is absurd. Um, there was a play last night. On, on, we were on the power play. He was on the half wall battling with. I think it was a one on three. On, on the half wall in zone on the power play and you know I was standing that front no one no one moved to support him like they, we just kind of figured he was he was winning the battle getting the puck got the puck ended up getting uh I think it was a third assist fourth assist to get the credit for it but the, the play was just made by him um so I mean I finally now you know I it, it took me some time with with Ikes as well to to kind of learn how to how to play with him and and you know, how to work off him. And I, I feel like Bart, you know, I have, have finally found our stride. I've, I've learned how to, you know, he's not going to change his game and, and nor should he. So I, you know, I think, I think we both found a way to play with each other. Um, you know, the, the, the stuff he does defensively, he makes it so much easy, so much, so easy on, on all the guys. And I, I think just, you know, to see how he elevated um, last year in the playoffs, um, is crazy. It was, it was, it was like he is in, in the season. He's, he just wins every puck battle. Um, you know, prior maybe guys elevated and, and, um, you know, to see him elevate back to that, what he is in the season and, and just dominate that way is, was, was, was pretty special to see. And, and obviously got all the confidence in the world in him. Jerome McGinley for me was a guy that I had literally pictures of my wall on growing up. And I played against him uh, in Edmonton. He was with Boston, got out there. I put my stick up on him one time. He did the same thing on the face-off. And he stepped back and he was like, kid, are you kidding me? Like, what's going on? And I was just like, man, dude, I'm just trying to get something going here. But he was a guy I really, like, respected and looked up to. And I read that he was similar for you, too. And that's so interesting because when I watched him play, I see flashes of his game and yours as well. Obviously, a guy you watched growing up playing for the Flames. Yeah, I, I was going to ask if he knew that if, if he knew that before you. Yeah, that, no, he, he I, was I my read favorite that. Player, um, you know, it was funny. Like I said, my dad was retired before. You know, me and my two older brothers were all born. Um, he had played for Atlanta, Calgary, and Vancouver, and, and funny enough, all our favorite teams. Max liked Atlanta. I liked Calgary. Griffin liked Vancouver. Um, I I always watch again I, I i don't know i don't know why um 
you know, you go back to, to video and, and, you know, a conversation at the start growing up, like I, I never, you know, I watched a lot of hockey, but it wasn't a conscious effort to, to study and actually think. Um, so so it, it's not something I ever really thought about to model my game after him or, you know, I think, I think once I got a little bit older and in, in, into junior, um, I think maybe like a taze or something like that, I started modeling it a little bit after, but I've never heard that com- comparison. I mean, I'm, I'm honored. Obviously he was my favorite player growing up, um, school projects on him. I did and multimedia class, <laughs> just kind of all that. So, um, yeah, he's, 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 he's probably the guy I watched the most growing up for sure. Uh, a kid that probably watched you growing up, whether he admits it or not, um, You've played two games against Connor Bedard so far this year. Absolutely special individual, special kid. Everything that I've talked to from Halsey is like all the most positive, just cool stuff about like him off the ice. But you've played him twice already. Um, first thoughts and impressions on on uh, playing him. I know he had a couple of really nice ones the other night versus you guys, but your first thoughts on playing against Bedard? Well, we're, we're both from North Shore and Vancouver. <laughs> A little about 15 minutes from each other. Unfortunately, I've never come across him in the summer training on the ice or, or, or anything. I don't know him personally. Um, you know, from from what I hear, he's he's an absolute um, workhorse, and and you know his his dedication to the game is is, is second to none. So that's unbelievable to see a, a, out of a kid that age, and, and no shock the success he's had um, early on. Um, his 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 release. You know his skill set is, is 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 unmatched, and it's it's only going to get better, which is scary. But um, you know he had a pickpocket last night on the goal line, and ended up going you know bar down over over Bobby. Like you know, just kind of little things he does. His assistant in uh, or his goal, I guess, but his, his his play made before his goal in in, in Tampa. Do you see him in the neutral zone, just oh, kind of yeah, putting his stick down like that? Just just so sneaky. Um, you know, and and you know, as he gets more com- comfortable, I, I I mean, he's already got almost a goal a game in his in his first thirteen. So, I mean, this, this, the sky's the limit, and um, he's unbelievable for the league. Before this interview is done, I knew I had to make a note to ask you about. <laughs> I don't want to see what you say this. I played with Lombie. I played with Ryan Lomberg in Stockton for a full year. What a special human being. One of the funniest guys I know and I've played with like as a person, but as a player too, man, like talk about a guy who is way more skilled than people think like his hands, his shot, his speed, like on in a straight Mm -hmm. line is going to skate with anyone in hockey. Probably 80% of hockey viewers and fans don't even know who this kid is, but he's a great player for you guys. Like a great fourth line depth player. And I want to know, just give me some stuff on Ryan and what, you know, how, I, I would say how important he is to your guys' depth and bottom six. He's, he's unbelievable. You know, you look at, uh, you look at Vegas, you look at their bottom six, if you want to call them that they all fly around the ice. They've all got speed. They all got grit and, and they've got skill. And, and that's, you know, Lombo was a guy that has that and, and you can win with that. It's so important to have, um, you know, Lom- Lomo's hilarious on the bench. I die laughing every time. It's uh, he doesn't shut up. You know when there's, you know, you know when there's a whistle and everyone slides down the bench, and uh, and you know the guys go off the middle of the bench. You slide down. The new guys come on, sit down. 
I every time it's it's priceless to me. It's 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 Lamo just kind of gets up, and as everyone slides down, he just shuffles over to the end of the bench to chirp at the other bench. I I feel like the guy uh, who's the coach is it is it McDaniel's in in uh, my no who's the coach in the NFL that uh, Mike that McDaniel? Guy, no, no, the guy that uh, that uh, literally the guy's job is to move the guy out you know down the sideline away from the play. Have you seen that guy? No, I forget no. what team it was. It's literally a coach. He dresses like the coach and he moves him from the ref in the play. As oh, okay. I, so I'll the game. <laughs> it's literally, it's literally how I feel with Lombo. It's like, he stands up. I just push him down the bench. So we oh, all yeah, move yeah, down. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious to me, but you know, just his personality, just, uh, um, you know, he's always talking in the room. He's always talking on the ice. It's, it's, it's not changing for him. Man. I, I got to ask, cause you're going to, you're going to UFA this summer and I'm sure you want to go back there. I mean, from talking to Loms, it's one of the best dressing rooms that he's ever been a part of in terms of the way you guys act and interact and the veteran leadership in there. You know, thoughts on approaching UFA? Try to get something done this year? Are you just going to put that aside? Um, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with it with it being ongoing. Um, you know, we're just kind of starting now. So um, we'll, we'll see how it unfolds. I don't really know, obviously – they want me here. I want to be here. It, it's it's just a matter of getting it, getting it done and, 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 you know, agreeing on something. Obviously there's the, the, the position, uh, the Panthers are in, there's, there's so much that needs to be done in the next year or two to, uh, keep our core together. So, um, hopefully it all works out. All right. Well, you're the man. Thank you so much. I know you're on the road, taking some time out of your day. Appreciate it. Of course. Man. No problem. All right. Go cats.